Do we still have to say Merry Christmas? I'm just, I'm not sure. Um, did we say Merry Christmas in the last Well, one? sort of, at the end, I think, but uh, all right. Well, did Santa Claus bring you? Um, I got the two new Wrexham Lager T-shirts. Mm. I'm not sure if you've seen, but one's blue, one's black. Yeah. Really smart. Yeah. Um, that was it for Wrexham related oh, presents. Okay. Right. What about you? Uh, socks, jumpers, coats. Uh, no, I got a, uh, I've got a heated <laughs> gilet ready for the away days. Um, so I'm quite, uh, which I used actually the other morning when I had a pre-match walk. Um, so that's quite nice. I had some uh, rechargeable hand warmers because they're always handy on the old, when it gets a bit chilly, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want for anything, fortunately. So, uh, so yeah. And I'm, uh, I don't know about you, but I've, I was a big, big dinner on Christmas Day. So I, I couldn't have eaten much more. Same diet starts January the second. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, saying. after the new year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so usual format, I guess. We will um, we will sort of do some. Well, it's not so much news because there's not much news about. So we'll do some transfer news uh, in a second, and we'll talk about the sort of the names that are hovering around that keep either cropping up for the first time or repeatedly cropping up. Um, then we'll have a look, obviously, at the Newport game, then the Swindon game. Then we'll look ahead to the, should we call them the New Year games, for want of a better word? I'm not sure what else we should call them. Something that, you know, for the weekend's games. Um, and we'll do that, if that's all right with you. Sounds good. Fantastic. So, let's start with the transfer whispers, because obviously we, I expect it now to be ramped up. Uh, we'll hear and see all sorts written and suggested. Um so, um, these are the names I've got written down, although I haven't written one of them down. Oh, well, I kind of have. Um, let me just go on to uh, Red Passion, because I need to make sure I know. Oh, in fact, it'll be in my WhatsApps, secret WhatsApps to you, actually, wasn't it? Because I've sent you some, didn't I? Uh, let me see. Uh, there we go. Right, so, where do you want to start? Where should we start? <clears throat> Um, how about the guy we saw yesterday? Khan, Saidu Khan. Yeah, that's a good one because that name came up, didn't it? What was it first about? The first time I heard it was about a month ago. Does that sound about right? Late November, yeah. early December. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So roughly about a month ago. Supposedly, we uh, we were sort of talking three hundred and fifty thousand quid for this fella, weren't we? Yeah. Um, now, I didn't know anything about him, really, other than the fact he played for Swindon and he would potentially be away for January to the African Cup of Nations, um, was, the, was, was all I kind of knew. Uh, I don't know whether you knew much more. I knew he could play centre-half or centre-mid, so I could see the versatility being an appeal. Um, uh, Alla, Evans, O'Connor, just keep adding these players that are versatile to the list. Uh, but after that, I'd not really come across him much. So yesterday was the first time I got to properly sit down and watch him. 
Um, I don't know about you, whether you'd heard or seen about him much before. Um, first time I've heard about the rumour was on this podcast mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, obviously know about him because he plays in our league. Yeah. Um, Gambia International, yep. or at yep. least from Gambia. Mendy's so mate in theory. Yeah. The potential link with Jade Cut Mendy. Um, and yeah, and like you say, he's a versatile player who is a midfielder, but can play at, at centre-back as well, <laughs> which he did yesterday. So when you're scouting a player, you'll, you would... Normally, if you were specific, specifically, if you were going to spend big money on him, you would scout them for numerous games. Let's say, depending on uh, you know how far away they are and what have you. So, uh, my scouting yesterday was all the first half and a little bit of the second half because, to be honest, my iFollow stream was in and out. Um, so I was having to switch. There was a few people, I don't know if you saw, a few people having trouble with iFollow yesterday. Um, particularly yeah. the Wrexham stream, I'm guessing that they just couldn't cope with the amount of people watching it. Because I could watch the, uh, I, I switched to the Stockport and Barrow game in between my Wrexham stream going down. I was flicking, flicking between the two. However, from, uh, so on one, and this is obviously a small sample size, on that show in yesterday, you would say he fluffed a big opportunity to really go make a name for himself, specifically the fact that he was one-on-one -on -one with the Conquo from about, oh, was he being about 15 yards out and somehow missed the target? So um, clearly got a nosebleed and isn't used to being in those positions. Um, but I, I, the, the consensus that I was kind of, was that didn't really see enough from him to be thinking that we should break our transfer fee for him. What were your what were your thoughts on what you know and what you saw yesterday? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I'm not going to judge him on one match. Would be unfair on any player, um, especially when that player's out of position for some of the match. Um, yeah, the standout moment was that miss in the second yeah. half. Obviously, he's not a striker, goal scorer by trade. That's not yeah. why we'd buy him. Um, but still, it was, a, it was a shocking effort. He should have yeah. at least hit the target. Um, other than that, he was pretty anonymous, wasn't he? There was yeah. nothing there which suggested, wow, let's go and get this player. But yeah. if we are after him, we would like to think our, our scouting network are going to judge him more um, than just more performance. Yeah, get that. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on him, but one game doesn't um, define a player. But if it did, then that wasn't a good idea. So, just out of interest, I did a poll on Twitter um, just to see what the uh, general consensus was, and this was uh, this was the uh, these were the options, and this was the uh, the sort of percentages that came back. So, um, Saidu Khan linked with a move to Wrexham recently. What were your thoughts? Yep. So, uh, not after yesterday was the most popular option, which was 72% of people. 3% um, of people said, yeah, he looked good yesterday. I'd sign him. 5% uh, of people said, seen him before, and we should sign him, despite yesterday. Um, and 20% of people said, seen him before, no thanks. So... Um, yeah, I think the the general. I, I I suspect a lot of those people are swayed by the uh, by yesterday, because uh, it's the most recent thing in your in your memory, isn't it? But yeah, for me, I mean, that was a real chance. If if those rumours are true, that was a real chance for him to go make an impression, 
and he did the he did nothing for me. There was nothing. There was nothing there. So, um, so yeah, I, I think we're uh, we. I think we can use out that money more wisely. Um, I do remember him playing in the five-five match. Yeah, in August. Yeah, and thinking he was half decent then. It was a bit of a, yeah. a frantic match, but that was when our midfield was getting overrun. Yeah, I think he might have been made to look good. Uh, uh, I understand. But the thing yeah. is, think about how you've just you the context you just put like that. You know, uh, how you sort of phrase that. Then it's just is that a record transfer we should be going and doing? Doesn't strike me as one. So um me, record transfers are for top top goal scorers or offer a conclu. Well, so we'll come on to Arthur next. I think that was <laughs> that was a great setup then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um yeah. I'm loving that. So because it's the January transfer window and it's the first opportunity we're gonna have if you think about the timing involved last time, it was easier to easier to do a loan, wasn't it? Because it was so late in the window. So well, that was an easier deal to do as a loan. Um, so this would be our first opportunity for us to actually sign him. Uh realistically, we'd have the time to do it. Now, there's complications here, so I don't know how much of this you've picked up on or haven't. So in theory, his contract runs out in the summer. But it, technically, he's not a free agent. So um, nowadays, they get compensation. Uh, clubs get compensation um, if a player is under about 23, 24. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, because they've spent so much time invested in training them and developing these players. Yeah. So Wrexham would have to do one of two things, really. Either just agree a fee with Arsenal. Um, and Arsenal can obviously ask for whatever they want. Wrexham can have their own idea of what he wants, and then can they come to something in the middle? The alternative is, if they can't, you go to some sort of tribunal, uh, and a tribunal will sit down and sort of look. Um, and I believe there is a little bit of a formula sort of involved to help, but basically the tribunal tries to find the, the happy medium, I think, is the uh, is the uh, is the idea. Um, so... The problem is we don't know what Arsenal would want for him, but I don't think they really want him because they're obviously they've got a problem in the first team already with goalkeepers, and they're still recruiting goalkeepers from what I can understand from what I'm picking up on. They're still racking up young goalkeepers, so it started to look like his time is coming to an end at Arsenal. Uh, obviously, we want him, but the question is, can we find this magic number? Um, and obviously we've got no idea what they are, have we? So this is the difficult part. Do Arsenal want two million? Do they want a million? Do they want half a million? What would you? I guess is a. I mean, he's, he's he's he's. I don't think there's any doubt this lad's championship quality, is there? He's he's, he's easily championship quality. I guess is the the question because we don't know some of those elements of it. What would you? What would you be happy for Wrexham to spend on him? realistically because you can't just say throw everything at him because that's unrealistic isn't it you know how people say give him what he wants that's just unrealistic if Wrexham came out tomorrow with whatever the fee is you're thinking would you be happy I would say if we were willing to pay three million pounds for Luke Armstrong three million wasn't that the figure oh sorry it's half a million yeah. 350,000, I should say. Well, it was half a million for Luke Armstrong. Half a million. Okay. Yeah. If we were willing to pay half a million for Luke Armstrong, you look at the impact a Kronku has and how good he is yeah. and where he could take us. Because you're right, at the moment, he is a championship keeper. 
Yeah. Um, we will be playing League One football next season. Yeah. Very confident of that. So we need to get that position sorted. And as we found out this year, last year, it's not always easy to find top class goalkeeper um, who can stay fit, who's reliable. Um, so if we're off, if our ambition is to get to the championship, we need to spend big money in big positions. So I would say two million, three million. I'd be happy to pay that. Would you? Why was it interesting? Okay. Absolutely. Does that include his wages, or is that just a fee? Well, it's a separate issue, isn't it? The, the wages—they're not going to be cheap either. Um, yeah. I'm not one of those people that say give him what he wants in regards to... No, you've got to have some sort of structure somewhere, haven't you? Yeah, Yeah. exactly, because he's excellent, but he's not worth risking um, your financial future for. But you've just thrown three million quid away. I think think if our ambition is to get to the championship, we can spend three million on a top, top class goalkeeper. And we may get in a position where he's... We sell him for double that in three yeah, or four years' I understand. time when he's yeah. 26, 27. And in his prime, in his basically. Peak, yeah. In his prime, yeah. But to answer your question, I'd be happy to pay up to three million pounds. So if Wrexham came out, you you wouldn't be thinking, oh my lord, that would be you'd be like, okay, I can see the see the sense in that. Like, um, that's the thing. So Absolutely. Uh, I'll just share um Sorry, that was me. Uh, pressing the wrong button. I'll just share my screen here. Because our friend, uh, my friend Wonderboy, uh, casually dropped uh, this information this week. If you can sort of see all of that. can You, you can see all of that. Um, but his quote was, uh, I've kept this in for a while. Rex, I'm going in for Arthur. The asking fee is being met. Um, there's other clubs in him, obviously, after him. You could, you could understand that, can't you? There'll be clubs following him. Um, but that was the that was the message that uh, uh, we were uh, we were going in. The chips are in. We're going in for him. Whatever it is, whatever this magic fee is, whatever Arsenal want. Uh, Wonder boy, who's generally very reliable, thinks that we're pushing the chips in for him. So uh, it will be interesting to see what that figure is, um, and whether we have to f- go to a tribunal. I would only imagine that we're putting money on the table as if we've spoken to him originally to say. Are you interested in this, Arthur, or not? Because otherwise, you wouldn't waste your time. They don't, it does, to be honest, it just doesn't happen. The um, whether you, um, whether it's an illegal approach or not, generally, before a club makes a bid for a player, they will have spoken to either the player. In this case, it's obviously Arthur's with us at the moment, so we can speak to him, um, or they'll have spoke to his agent to say roughly what's he going to want and what's it going to take for him to come to us. So you don't put a bid in before. So if that's correct. That would imply that Arthur's given the green light and that they financially, from a salary point of view, they must be in the, roughly in the right ballpark, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I think you've summed it up well. Um, I think we've sold in the Wrexham dream, the journey we're on. Um, on paper, dropping down from Premier League to League Two doesn't look great, but obviously we're on a journey and he can become a probably close to a legend if he stays with us up until the championship, maybe even higher. Yeah. If he can be our number one for four, five, six years, yeah. he'll be loved. Um, so let's see. I've been heartbroken before by long signing, <laughs> so I don't want to yeah. give him a hope too much. But if we get him, that's massive because that sets us up for 
four or five years, I would say, in one of the most important positions on the pitch. Okay, I get it. So let's look at another important position then, um, because there's still a name hovering around. I mean, obviously, Oli Palmer's, Oli Palmer's injured for with an unknown, un, un, well, it's unconfirmed and we don't know how long he's out for, but obviously there was that, I don't know if you saw the picture of him with his legs strapped up um, from the gym yeah. over Christmas. Um, and there was previously, there was a little video which we talked about last week, I think it was, uh, of him sort of limping around a little bit in the car park. So clearly he's got a knock, um, which is keeping him out currently. The fact that they've not said anything, I don't know whether that's good or bad, uh, you know, um, Again, it's hard to know because we're in in football. We, we we keep everything close to our chest, as opposed to other sports where they tell you all this stuff well in advance. Um, so there's still this 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 sort of lingering hope. I'm going to call it rather than anything else, um, for us to go out and sign a striker, which I agree with. I think Mullin needs a partner. I think he's suffering at the moment for not having a good a good partner. And one of the names that we we know we were looking at. Uh, because the chairman of said club confirmed it on a podcast. Um, and then his move broke down on transfer deadline day the same way that Luke Armstrong's deal broke down for us. It's Clark Harris from Peterborough. So that's still there. So my question really was, obviously, we we know we've inquired before. We don't know whether we've still got the interest. Is that a statement signing that we should be going to try and do with, you know, what you're saying about, um, like, you know, you're willing to put big money in for Arthur. Um, is that a statement sign? I, I don't suppose that the chairman sit there and go, we need to make a statement signing. I think they just look at players and go on, on merit and go, yeah, we should pay X for him. But like, if it was you and Clark Harris is still available, if that deal to Bristol is dead in the water, is that the type of player or is that the player you would go, yeah, let's go do that because that will take us out of this league. That'll top three, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you. I think we need a striker. Um, nothing against Dolby or Fletcher or Palmer. I just think they're not hitting form at the moment and it's putting too much pressure on, on Mullen up front. Um, if we do get a striker... It needs to be someone who eclipses Dolby and Palmer in terms of ability. Yeah. And Clark Harris fits that bill perfectly. You look at his record at Peterborough and Bristol Rovers before. I think he's better than one in two in League One and the Championship, I think, as well. So, yeah, goals speak for themselves and his records better than one in two at a higher division. He's the perfect partner for Mullen. Um, and it would be a statement signing in the way that Ollie Palmer probably was two years yeah. ago, yeah. in the way that Mullen was two and a half years ago, in the way that Oconco would be in a month's time, I hope. <laughs> um, and he would get us over the line. I've got no complaints with our goalkeeper, our defence, our midfield. I think the only thing that might hold us back is having a genuine partner for Mullen who can pop up in a big match where it's nil-nil or one-nil or we're losing. Um, yeah, his goals record. He'll score goals for fun in our team. Right. And in this league as well. Um, yeah. I've got um, I've got a question. Before we talk about another striker name that's been linked with us, um, question. For you, because different people have different opinions on it, does Mullins' partner need to just do the donkey work or do they need to score goals? 
ideally both. <laughs> yeah, I, so I agree, but I see a lot of people who say, yeah, yeah, but Ollie and Sam do all the work for Mullin. And I'm just, and I'm, I'm of the opinion, like, uh, I, I under, kind of understand what you're trying to say, but a top striker does both. They should be, you know, they are there to score goals, aren't they? Well, yeah, you look at Mullin, you say we need someone to do his dirty work. Look at the amount of ground he covers in each match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing down defenders, he's often by the corner flag, he tracks back. So, yeah, I'm with you. A top, top quality striker um, needs to do both, especially in League Two. Obviously, you can get away with a Haaland in the Premier League as yeah. a luxury. Just if you've got the, the rest box. of this team, to be fair, yeah. And you're a team who dominates possession anyway. Um, but I think in League Two, you need someone who can do both. Yeah. I'm not sure if um, if Clark Harris is known for his, his hard work and his, his closing down. Um, obviously, his goals record speaks for himself. But yeah. even if he wasn't the most active um, in terms of work rate, I'd still have no issues with that because he'll get chances. Yeah. Okay. No, and I, 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 I so I, as, as I say, I, I agree with you. That was uh, that was a no-brainer for me. That you've got to be scoring goals. It's too easy just to say, oh yeah, but 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 he works hard, or but he does a lot of the legwork. I think that should be, you know, Mullin does it like you say. Mullin does his own legwork, doesn't he? Um, so <laughs> so I so I'm I'm of the same opinion. I agree. Um, so I wanted to touch on. Uh, a name that came that's a name that's been lingering for a while, but you'd have to be really you'd have to be looking really hard uh, to have seen it. I'm just trying to find the uh, original tweet that went out um, the other week because um, I messaged you about this one. I'm just trying to find it so I can uh, so I can see it. Okay, well I'll well, I'll have a look at it. So the other one that's been lingering for ages. Um, is that of Jonathan Afalabi from Bohemians in Ireland? Uh, so that was the one I sent you. I sent you the YouTube video because there was a YouTube video of him, um, and it's a bit left field because it's in the League of Ireland for Bohemians, and I'm like, will we not? Surely we'll be looking at like League One strikers and maybe Championship strikers from smaller clubs that we could potentially pinch, uh, and like you say, sell the dream. But this name doesn't go away. And um, it was actually you know, Tom Williams who does a lot of stuff for Notts County, does a lot of graphics and that type of stuff. He'd yeah. he'd put a he'd done a, a a list of players that would be worth sort of League Two, League One sides looking at, and Afalabi was on the list. And Wonderboy again said, "This is one for for Exxon fans to keep your eye on because there, there's 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 some truth actually in in the fact that we're we're sniffing him." And then I started thinking about it and I thought, oh, well, I wonder if we've come across him when we've been looking at the goalkeeper. Uh, just wonder whether he stood out. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Or vice versa. We found the goalkeeper when we've been watching this lad. Um, but again, um, it's, you know, it's, it's awkward. YouTube, everybody can look good on YouTube, can't they? Um, but I did po I did post that video. Uh, if you check my Twitter timeline, I did post the, the, the YouTube video and you can go and find it anyway. Um but what do you, rather than saying specifically him, because uh, again, you know, we've seen what, three minutes worth of video or whatever. What do you think the chances are of us going left field to League of Ireland, find a striker to partner Mullin, rather than perhaps going League One? Because obviously you've got some transition then, haven't you? And can he transition straight away 
Well, that's, you know, that's a bit more difficult than somebody who's in League One already, isn't it? Yeah, personally, I hope we don't do that. Um, I'm still scarred by signing players from Scotland Ireland <laughs> from a few years ago. Leighton McIntosh yes. could have been one of them. Yeah. Adam Barton, I think, White. Scotland as well. Barton yeah. Bob could have been Scotland. I might be wrong. But no, he was, a, was he a free agent? I think he was a free agent. He could have been a free, he was a free agent. agent. Yeah. McIntosh and Barton, definitely. McIntosh was, yeah. Yeah, and even with a decent goal record in League of Ireland or Scottish Div 1, Div 2, the standard we're playing at is just so much off. And I'm not saying they wouldn't be good enough because you often find gems from these leagues. Yeah. But business end of the season, we need someone to come in and improve the squad. I'm not sure someone playing in Scotland or the League of Ireland can come in and improve us. So I'd be looking at League One Championship as opposed to the left field options, like you say. Yeah, I think it. I think it would be a bit of a left field option. I'm, but it would appear that his name is on on a list somewhere. Um, and he has been flagged as one of those that would be good value, I guess, for a for a football league club to go and uh, take him. Because you again, you wouldn't have such big fees, would you, going to the League of Ireland compared to going to League One Championship and stuff. Um, so that's just one to keep our keep our eyes on. Um, the Commons consensus seems to be there'll be three people leaving on loan. Um, seems to be the uh, seems to be the sort of the, the word, and that we'll do deals for at least two people, and we'll possibly bring in a third on loan. Now that's unusual in itself because we, apart from Arthur, which was a time constrained one, I suspect more than anything, um, Phil Parkinson's not needed or wanted to loan anybody, has he? Um, so that's uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, and there was, uh, there's been rumours about that 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 loan being a young young centre half, um, is the is the sort of whispers that uh, that that are out there. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see how they unfold. Have you seen anything else that I've missed um, around that type of stuff? No, I don't tend to pay too much attention. No, to, you're uh, not. Yeah, you're not. You don't play the game, do you? No. I've heard it all before, is your reply. That's, yeah, if anyone sends me a transfer room, I'll say, heard it all before. <laughs> Copy and paste it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's too many moving parts. You're never quite sure, are you, what, uh, you yeah. know, even if there is truth in it, these things can break down as we, well, as we've sort of seen almost. Uh, so uh, so it is difficult. But those are, the, those are the ones, and I mean, those are the ones that are kind of out there. What I would say is the club are very good at keeping those everything out if you think about deadline day george evans came from well supposedly now george evans came because we couldn't agree the fee for saidu khan if the uh if uh if that's the rumors are, are true so uh i think we you know if that's if that is the case we've we've won there haven't we because he was a free agent so uh and, and evans has been sensational really hasn't he? yeah um we might go into it later, but there's a poll on the half-season Player of the Year awards, which has got some interesting. Oh well, that's because that's relevant news. Yeah. So, uh, have you got it? There? Have you got it to hand, or do you know where? Because uh, I think is that what you messaged me about before? I was building a bed. I was at the time. I've got. Uh, <laughs> I've got. So some... I put a tweet. Yeah, I put a tweet up saying Tom O'Connor was my 
player of the season. Sorry, you didn't call him that. What did you call him? The Irish Beckenbauer. The Irish Beckenbauer, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Richard Ulrich, who most listeners will probably know, um, said personally he thinks Elliot Lee is the best. Yeah. And then we suggested doing a poll. Yeah. And because he's got way more followers than I have, he's done the poll. Okay. Which has got 950 votes. So Ooh, okay, let me see if I can find it. Off Rich. This is off Dickie Ulrich, yeah? Because I'll bring it yeah, up. Three hours ago. I'll bring it up. So we can see the uh there we go. go. I've got it. So there's said Paul. Twenty three games played, halfway through the season. Who is your player of the season so far? Um I think I replied to you and said it was Elliot Lee for me um, so far. Uh, I just thought he'd found a high, higher levels. And obviously, I haven't voted in this poll. Uh, I don't even know if I still can. Oh, I can. Um, <laughs> but Elliot Lee's got 76% uh, of the vote so far. It's You can't argue against that, really, can you? You, you wouldn't be, if, if, that was a, if that was an award tomorrow, you wouldn't be devastated by that, would you? I know you're saying... Oh, I think what you're thinking, uh, you're playing 4D chess because what you're thinking is we've, we've taken a midfielder, asked him to play centre-half and he's been faultless. It's not, we've not asked yeah. him to do what he does every week, which is what Elliot Lee does to a certain extent. Is that what, is that, does that make sense? Um, a little bit, but even performances in isolation, he's been faultless every time yeah. I watch him. He's... Yeah. He's not the biggest, but his aerial ability, yeah. calmness on the ball, can pick a pass, positioning, 7.5 at least out of 10 every match. Yeah, I get um, it. But I, get it. I agree with Richard's top four. I think they're definitely the top four candidates so far. Yeah. Um, I'd have Tom first, Elliot second, Arthur third. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if we if if that maintains. Like the, the, the thing, the advantage that Elliot Lee has is he'll score goals. And that'll win games, and that'll that'll if those that'll make more photos and more clicks, and that's in your head fresher then, isn't it? Rather than Tom O'Connor winning a header against a six foot three centre centre forward, and actually, it's just as important in a way, isn't it? Or it can be. Yeah, exactly. And he carried us first half of the season when Mullen was um, still injured. Yeah. Um, I think he's up to, was it 14 or 13 goals already 14, this season? 14, I think, so, at the moment, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, 75%, it's, it's unanimous, isn't it? So Yes. Yeah, yeah. I am surprised that the, I am surprised that O'Connor and Evans are so low, that, that being said. You'd think it would be a bit closer, but maybe, I don't know why, I don't know why I think that, but it does surprise me a little bit. I think George Evans' red card a few matches ago has probably lost him a few yeah. percentage points. Get Christmas off, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Arthur's winning. I'll tell you what, by the end of this season, it'd be interesting to do that at the end of the season and see how much ground somebody had gained or lost. Because uh, Arthur might, you know, some of these performances he's starting to put in, he might make up a, he might not win it, but he might make up a heck of a lot of ground there. Um, so that would be really yeah. interesting. Um, if, if Ali at least stays at 75, then he'll have a fantastic season. So, yeah, you'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's a, he's probably on a 25 goal season there, isn't he? With, and the assists and stuff. So, uh, so yeah. Okay, good. Shall we, um, 
let's have a let's have a, an ad break and when we come because i put adverts in these breaks now because uh, that's what i do uh, when we come back we will uh, we'll go we'll have a look at newport if that's all right with you sounds good looking for high quality furniture for your home look no further than j scott's furnishings and mark wheel with a wide selection of contemporary and classic styles and a showroom packed full of exceptional furniture from leading manufacturers you'll find the perfect pieces to suit your taste and budget with over 60 years of experience and our expert design team we'll help you create a space that's both beautiful and functional from sofas to dining sets bedroom suites to home solutions we've got it all so why wait visit us today at the old school and mark wheel or visit our website jscottfurnishers.co.uk jscott's furnishings in mark wheel where style meets affordability so newport's the welsh derby grudge match whatever we want to whatever you want to call it um <laughs> what <laughs> um newport rocked up to the race course with a good following um that was very quickly silenced and i don't know i was expecting a little bit more from them but whatever um were you what was your situation so where were you what was your situation on saturday i was in the tech end as per usual yeah me too lower tech lower tech yeah um so uh let's start with let's start by having a look at, at the at the team and the lineup and then we'll go from there because obviously we got one late change, really, didn't we? I don't think it was too much of a surprise, given that Evans had to go out. So James Jones, we kind of we knew was going to come in, or we suspected. Um, but the surprise was that Owen O'Connell went down in the warm up. Um, Parky said he had a tight calf. There was also other rumours around. I don't know if you've seen this that he might have had a personal issue, actually, in fact, and that maybe the tight calf was just a convenient sort of uh, front. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, the raised eyebrows suspect make me think that you hadn't heard that yet. Um, so uh, either way, he, he was he wasn't fit to wasn't fit to play, which meant was it Boyle went onto the bench, I think, then didn't he? Instead of instead of Clareworth, and Clareworth came into the starting lineup. Um, so that was our lineup. No surprise there, really, would you say? I don't think. Arthur being back, was that a surprise? I suppose, because we weren't sure. We weren't sure whether he'd risk him or not. Yeah, I think that was the only thing last week which we said we weren't sure on. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be back. I thought it would be yeah. the swing match, maybe the Walsall one, but he looked good in his little ninja mask. Yeah, which from what from what it sounds like, he doesn't need it, but Wrexham have paid for it to make sure that he's uh, he's well protected and he has no issue. So um, I, I'm assuming it's a carbon fibre or some sort of uh, other equivalent. Um, but uh, yeah, that full face mask that he's got on. Uh, so obviously, uh, a couple of things of note. Obviously, Cop End was at 80% capacity. Uh, I'm going to call it the Cop End rather than temporary stand because it's, too many syllables in that, isn't there? Uh, so we'll call it the cop. Uh, that was at 80%, uh, and that looked good. Some of the videos and some of the photos that came from there looked really good. And in the end, it was a convincing 2-0 performance, but we needed Arthur early on. I don't know if you rec recall, there was a couple of saves, one particularly that he tipped onto the woodwork, actually, um, that, we, uh, that we needed to uh, sort of uh, you know keep us in the game early on. Yeah, didn't really have a good view from where we were, but after watching the highlights, the one where he pushes up, deflects onto the yeah. crossbar, was a that was a top good save. reflex save, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Really yeah. big save. Um, yeah, wasn't the prettiest match, was it? In nope. terms of entertainment and good football. Um, but those are the kinds of games where if you want to go up, you win. You can win ugly. Um, and that's a quality that we've shown um, yesterday against Colchester as well. Um, we can fight to get the points of our playing good football. So not pretty, but we won. I'm not going to call it a derby because it's not a derby. Um, <laughs> but nice to get two goals in front of that new stand as well. Yeah. That, yeah, that was uh, that was quite interesting, wasn't it? I'll I tell you what was really interesting that at half time I'd made comment about James Jones because I thought he'd had a bit of a he'd had a bit of a mare to be honest. He was putting passes astray. I had a look afterwards. His 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 accurate his passing accuracy. Let's see if I can uh, bring it up now. His passing accuracy was forty six percent yes on that day. Um, and if I compare that to Andy Cannon to give you an exact just to give you a benchmark. Who's uh, accurate passes eighty percent? So that you know you're not going to get them all, but you know he was. There was a couple of times he kicked the ball out of touch into touch. I don't know if you noticed when he was passing, he looked he looked like really really rusty um, or not prepared. Um, and we had a little bit of that to start with. We just weren't didn't quite start perhaps as well as Parky would have hoped. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think James McLean as well was another yes. one who yeah. was very rusty. Um, I mean, it's the polite way of putting it in terms of passes and crosses and giving the ball away. Um, so it's hard to pick a man of the match because I don't think anyone really stood out. Everyone sort of worked hard, but there wasn't a play for wow, he played yeah. better than everyone else. Arthur and Max, maybe my two contenders um, for man of the match. But yeah, to be fair to Jones, he wasn't the only one who was no. slightly off the pace. But like I say before, it's good that we're winning matches without playing too well. Yeah, it's uh, we're definitely in efficiency mode now, aren't we? we win with, by expanding as little energy and uh, mental energy as possible. Because uh, obviously you get the games yeah. come thick and fast this time of year, don't you? So it's just it's win at all costs, isn't it? Um, uh, and none of the football was particularly pretty that day. But again, like you say, you know, we we uh, we get through it. Uh, Elliot Lee was the fop mob man of the match, but that's obviously would largely be driven by his goal as well. If you uh, you know, I'm sure that would have factored in. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think it, I was talking about it after and I don't think there was somebody that I thought was the standout um, but um, I, I, the front two really struggled they were feeding off scraps, they got nothing didn't make anything stick uh, Moles always runs around a lot doesn't he, he always covers so much ground um, but he just looks out a little bit out of rhythm, I still, I think he just he needs that partner now, he needs a bit of class alongside him to make him, get him firing Um and ironically, Jones, who I thought had had a stinker of a first half, ends up with a, a really high rating on uh, on FOTMOB, so it's really quite interesting. But Cleworth was the one, out of anybody, I would potentially say, him and, him and Arthur, because Cleworth's coming out of the blue, and that's the hardest thing to do. He, he, he'd have known, uh, obviously, he was going to be on the bench, but he would have, you know, I think O'Connell was in the warm-up and came out the warm-up, so he's got 20 minutes notice. Um, presumably, unless they did know before they've gone, well, he's got a he's got a tight half. If that's what it was, there is a chance he might not make it through the warm up, Max. So be ready. But 
you know, there is that chance, isn't there? But basically, he's had 20 minutes or half an hour's notice uh, come in, and I thought he was faultless pretty much in that game. Yeah, me too. Um, one thing I didn't mention was the conditions as well. So tough, Windy. tough conditions to, yeah. to come in with all that wind. But it looked like he'd been playing there all season. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of people have forgotten just how good he is because he's not really played this season or back end of last season. Um, but I'm still convinced there's a top, top player in there. And I know we'll go on to Swindon as well, but yeah. he's looked near faultless. Yeah, near faultless, and I just think that's credit to just how good he is. Um, so he would be my man of the match, just ahead of Arthur for the Newport yeah. game. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can, I get, I get that, and I, as I say, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact he's coming out of nowhere and put in a performance like he'd been there all season. Um, so uh, you know, I wouldn't if 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 there was a poll and Clareth won it over Arthur or over Elliot Lee or ever, I, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, I would, um, you know, it, I, it's nice winning. Um, it's it's hard to watch sometimes when you just, see, you know, when you see some of the football, you're like, no, oh, I just, it would be nice for it to be prettier. But then if you were not county, you'd probably be thinking, I just, just if you, I know they won yesterday or whatever it was. I've lost track of which day it is now. Um, I'm sure they'd be thinking, <laughs> they'd be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, we've lost, what, four or five in a row, whatever it was. Uh, I'd rather just be winning than playing short corners and uh, all the other all the other short passing they do in it. So uh, yeah, let's not let's not knock winning. I guess winning is easy to watch. Yeah, yeah. Papers the cracks. That's the only concern, isn't it? Though, if you have got issues, you sometimes don't look serious enough at those issues because you're winning games. Um, so as long as we are doing that, then that isn't uh, a problem. Uh, Andy Cannon had a good game again. Nice and tidy in midfield. Looks like a different player since he's come back. Yeah, he was probably third in line for man of the match. Um, yeah, revelation since he came back, what, after his suspension yeah. a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, probably being our best midfielder, if not player, in those six weeks. Yeah. Um, he obviously had that shaky start to the season where he was dropped and he got sent off. But he looks like the player we signed from Stockport or yeah. hold. forget who it is now. Uh, well, technically, Stockport so is kind of right, because that's where he was on loan, wasn't it? So that's why you yeah. say that. And I remember yeah. when we signed him, people were saying, if you, you can't win the league with him, then you've got no chance. And now I'm seeing the form as to why, because I don't think I really saw that last season. You know, I always remember the game he played for Stockport against us in the yeah. FA Trophy semi-final two years ago. I know we beat Stockport that day, but I remember looking at him and thinking, how is he playing in the National League? He is yeah. ridiculously good. Um, yeah, complete midfielder, good on the ball, gets around, good tackler, everything you want um, in a title-winning team. Um, so from a Newport point of view then, I think the fans have had a lot of stick because they were, I don't know, they uh, they went a bit quiet, didn't they? Uh, for want of a better word. Um but what did you think of Newport having watched them? Average. Yeah, so they average. are where they are. They're not a million. Their rough, their league position isn't too harsh on them, is it? They are going to be in that middle section somewhere. Yeah, I think they're what sixteenth, seventeenth. Um, I 
from what I'm seeing of League Two teams this season, that's where I'd place them. Not the worst team I've seen us play, um, but I they won't be anywhere near the playoffs come the end no. of the season. They'll be 12th to 17th, that kind yeah. of category. Uh, and we won't talk about referees anymore because I'm just getting fed up of talking about referee. The refereeing standards in League Two are horrific, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, the one, uh, the one against Newport was one of the worst I've seen. Yeah, probably he was he swapped was out. He was swapped out at the last minute. It wasn't who it was meant to be. Uh, I didn't realise that, but he was. Uh, it wasn't the person that we oh, thought at the start of the week. But he was. He was. Oh, he was so bad. He was so bad. Um, <laughs> anything else there then, or are you happy with that Newport? It's. It was pretty rudimentary. Two nil. We just had to survive a bit to start with because they did have a little bit of a go. And at the, uh, um, and at the end, maybe they obviously they started they played a bit freer when they had nothing to lose at the end. But uh, were really troubling us late on, were they? No, like you say, apart from the first twenty minutes, run of the mill standard victory, and disappointing with our fans as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's at only one Carter uh, on Twitter. If <laughs> any Newport fans are, uh, although I've said, having said that, there was some. There's been some great video. Their fans haven't taken it well at all, have they? There's some some amazing videos online, and some amazing tweets from people who are not happy. They're like they've like they're throwing the dummies out. Like, have you seen that eight minute video that uh, that went? I think there was a two minute clip of it, but it's hilarious. Like. <laughs> Yeah, he was almost trying. <clears throat> pardon me, almost trying to say, "Well, we're not bothered." It means more to Wrexham. Keep your Hollywood millions. Yeah, very bitter. Very um, bitter. And the pitch invader was another highlight. <laughs> I was, I was still adamant that was Billy Waters. I could tell you what, he was quick. That lad was. <laughs> he was quick, <laughs> and he was on and off. And uh, fans helped helped him. I think uh, they threw the security guards off the scent when he jumped in the tech end. So. Uh, uh, in fact, he didn't come far from where you were, Alex. It wasn't you, was it? <laughs> hey, I've got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got a grey coat like that. Um... <laughs> All right, good. That's 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 Newport done then. So um, when we come back, we'll look back to yesterday, uh, which was the uh, which was uh, Swindon away. Uh, and we'll have a quick uh, we'll have a quick recap over that. That's right. Sounds good. So I didn't make it to the game yesterday. What was your situation? Same as you. Um, you're on iFollow. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, well, technically, I, I had it on iFollow. I, did you have any problems with it, by the way? Because there was a few people reporting there was issues. Um, no, I bought the Swindon one, and it was fine for me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, we had trouble. Uh, more so second half. Second half, it was terribly. It was dropping out terrible. So as I said, I, I was sw- I switched to watch the uh, Barrow Stockport game intermittently when it whenever it was dropping out. Um, but what I also did, I should say, I went and I, I joined a watch party yesterday because I was at home. It's very rare that I'm actually at home. Um, so I went <laughs> in, uh, sure, the Red Hordes watch party. 
Um, he had a couple hundred people in there with him while he was uh, while he was watching along, and that was uh, that was really good. So if you're at home and you want something a bit of community, should we call it, whilst you're watching the game, um, then uh, I would recommend that you go in there and uh, and and, uh, and have a look, because that that was really really uh, that was really good. So um, yes, yeah, so that was uh, that was the situation. Uh, Let's start at the start, as we always do, I guess, with sort of lineups because that sets the tone for what was going on. Um, and we had a few changes. Well, we had a couple of changes yesterday, didn't we? So uh, what did we get? So just right before kickoff, we got this news about this illness, didn't we, that Moles was injured, uh, ill. ill. Uh, so that there were some changes to the team, to the lineup. It turns out a number of these players are ill, doesn't it? Um and um, they were going to travel back. He said, I don't know if you saw his interview, they were, the ill players were going to travel back separately to try and stop the illness from spreading. They'd have been off today anyway. They'd have had a day of rest. Tomorrow they'll be travelling to Walsall at some point, you would assume. So um, they, uh, you know, they won't have much time to recover. But um, So, yeah, what we saw, we saw Fordy come back in, at right wing back, um, that was one of the changes. Clareth held his position. McLean went up front to replace Mullin, and Mendy switched from right to left, uh, which is what that was all. That was everything, wasn't it? That's what we needed. Uh, Mulls was on the bench, but I don't think he ever seriously warmed up or anything. I don't know if you were watching, but he sat with his big coat on him all game. Really, never, never really left the bench. So when you saw that, um, I saw lots of talk about people going what. WTF, what's going on? Um, perhaps must, might have missed the Mullin news that, that he was ill. But when you saw that and understood that we had to make changes because of illness and injury, I guess, ultimately, because Palmer obviously wasn't available, what were your thoughts before the game? Um, surprised. I hadn't seen the stories about the illness, Yeah, hence being surprised. Saw rumours about Mullen going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that fellow was serious. I think he was saying that to no. in cheek. I can't possibly believe he was ser- he's serious. Absolutely. Um, but it's not the first time Parkinson's done something like this. Um, not to county away, Coventry away last season. Yeah, yeah. So every time he throws a curveball, um, he seems to get it right. So... I'm in the camp now where whatever team he picks, Parky knows best. So I was surprised, but I wasn't angry or upset no. or disappointed. I'm not, I'm not sure what else he could have done. Well, I mean, up yeah. front is the – could it a Bickerstaff maybe, you'd say. Uh, but I, I don't know whether he was one of the ones that's ill. So, you know, I'm not sure he had a lot of option, really. Mullin was on yeah, the bench for the sake of it. Barney – Obviously, he'd come, just come back. You couldn't probably couldn't start him, could you? That was probably a bit of a risk. Boyle yeah. doesn't really help you very much. I guess you could bring Boyle in, move O'Connor into midfield, and then move a midfielder forward, i.e., uh, you know, Elliot Lee or something. You could do something like that. But I don't think he had a lot of other... Uh, Fletcher's only just back. Young or Davis could have done something with them, I guess. But he obviously... That was the real thing. He just thought... He pushed McLean forward. And I had the first thing we said to I said to my other half calf. I said, if you think back to that cup game, I think it was Port Vale. Him and Mullin came on in 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 forward positions, and they were excellent. So not having that responsibility of having to work backwards 
actually suits McLean, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think we've always said he's more of an attacker than a, oh, yeah, a defender or a wing yes. back, isn't he? Yeah. So, and like you say, that Port Vale match, he changed the game. So I was happy to see um, McLean up front. I was tempted to put him down as first goal scorer as well. Ooh. And I wish I did now. Uh, yeah. Um, so, oh, you, so you've, you've seen all the game um, as opposed to just me seeing after two thirds of the game. Um, what, were your, what were your thoughts? I thought Swindon were very underwhelming. I mean, they're in bad form, aren't they? But they were very underwhelming. They didn't make an awful... I know they've hit the bar late on. They're going to make some chances, aren't they? They didn't have any periods of sustained pressure and that surprised me. Yeah, I mean, first 70 minutes, it was comfortable. Um, yeah. Should have been two or three goals up. Especially after half-time, we had a few chances, didn't we? Yeah, um, but no, we looked comfortable and Swindon, despite being at home and more or less a sellout, um, I'd be very underwhelmed, disappointed if I supported them because that was an abject display. Um, yeah. And like I say, we should have put the game to bed early in the second half. I think Lee missed that header. Yeah, um, not long into the first half, but no, it was comfortable um, until we had the sending off, which we'll get on to. Um, yeah, of course. Um, but no, fully deserved three points. And to be honest, before the match, I said I would have taken a draw, but I didn't realize how bad <laughs> Swindon were. So I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially at home as well. There was, there was. I mean, they had. Um, I think Young had a couple of chances. Uh, he flashed one past the post in the first half. I think left foot one that he flashed wide. Uh, then he hit yeah. the bar. I think it was him who hit the bar late on. Uh, and then there was the Khan chance where he's kind of burst through from his defensive stroke midfield position. Uh, gets a pass. He's. Well, I'm sure he's 15 yards out, maybe even less. And uh, he's one-on-one with uh, a Conco and he doesn't even hit the target, does he? He skews it wide, way wide. Uh, and I, I can't think of any more chances other than them, but I'm willing to be wrong because obviously uh, I was watching some of Stockport Barrow, which was a great game. Uh, but yeah, I was really surprised with, the, like you say, with how little the, uh, that, that sustained pressure. Um, and I don't remember Charlie Austin having a ch- chance. don't even remember him having a shot. Um no. So uh, I yeah, he was playing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. If he was giving it large, if you remember at the race course when he scored, so uh, um, so yeah, we um, we managed to reduce their chances. So I guess we've got to talk about the yellow card. It, uh, Phil Parkinson was frustrated by the inconsistency of it. Basically, he was saying there was lots of cha- challenges that were let go um, in the first half, and basically Jones's first two challenges. He gets he gets a yellow card for the second one is I guess is the the main one because you think if you're on a yellow card don't do anything at all because you can't and it's a bit weird because he does have a little bit of a swing doesn't he and it's a bit like what you what you you must know the fellas there what are you doing just just sort of shadow him but he felt he was gonna he was so adamant he was gonna win the ball and he didn't argue very much I don't know if you noticed on the replays and stuff he didn't argue very much he. he uh, he said a quick word and then off he went. Yeah, I mean, Ben Toza was telling him to just to get off the pitch. Yeah. Um, I feel a bit sorry for him because I think they were both soft. It wasn't yeah. like the George Evans 
one. I know this yeah. was a straight red or the anti-cannon yeah. one against Crawley where it was stupid. Two soft yellows. Um, but you're right. If you're on a yellow already, don't go swinging your foot Anywhere in. Anywhere near it. Um, at the edge of the box. So, yeah, one of them probably was two yellows, but two soft ones. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating because uh, you literally cannot touch anybody in football anymore, can you? It's not like the old days where you could make a challenge and go, you know, that was robust, but a ref would go, yeah, it's a free kick, but it's not automatically. A, they wave yellow cards around for everything now, don't they? And it's uh, that's the frustrating yeah. thing, I guess. Um, what who were the other who were the winners for you yesterday then who stood out is is McLean the is McLean one of it? I mean you know I'm just looking here on the on Fot Mob they gave him man of the match, uh, but again the goal would drive a lot of that. But he, you know he does he, he worked hard you know he was he was he was always up there his goal was tidy, um, the way he took it was a bit scruffy the the the, the sort of move but it doesn't matter he's through one on one and scores. Um, who were the other people that stood out for you? Um, I don't think his goal was scruffy. I think he meant that nutmeg. Do you reckon? It's a great, great finish okay. in the bottom right. corner as well. Okay. Um, who else? Cannon put yeah. a shift in. Yeah. Thought he played very well. Um, I think the back three, like they did against Newport, were excellent okay. as well. Cleworth had a bit of a frantic last 10, 15 minutes where he yeah. gave the ball away a few times. Um. Toes are a couple of straight passes. Yeah. Irish Beckenbauer, faultless. Um, <laughs> no, I think those three, apart from one or two sloppy moments, we're all, we're all excellent again. And clean sheets win your leagues or get you promotion. And long may that continue. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably similar to the Newport game in the sense that there was no standout. Yeah, I agree. Eight, yeah. nine out of ten performance. There was just lots of 7.5s Okay. Eights. I tell you, I tell you, I thought had looked much better than at times in his Wrexham career, uh, and that was Mendy. I thought in both games actually he's he's, he's been uh, he's been notably more solid than uh, you know he, he he could have these uh, really wayward spells, can he? But I thought it, these two games he'd been he'd been really good. Yeah, defensively, I'm going forward. He's been solid. And they almost forgot about Arthur. Um, Arthur in the last 15 minutes was outstanding. Yeah. Um, coming for those crosses, claiming yeah. the high balls. There was a low one as well, which he really did really well to to grab. And that's exactly what a top-class keeper will give you. Yeah. Calmness, top quality um, in those last 15 minutes because we were under the pressure as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, it was it, it was it was very it was very similar, wasn't it? It wasn't particularly pretty, wasn't particularly fantastic. It was it was methodical, winning football basically. We've grinded, we've gone, we've we obviously one was at home and one was away, but in this instance, we've gone away from home uh, and ground out a one nil win. Uh, when teams around us have obviously dropped points, if you think about the top two, in effect, uh, I know we've overtaken. I think we've overtaken Barrow now, but uh, you know those top two were playing each other at times, um, uh, and they obviously Stockport came back from two nil. Or was it? Or was it? I can't remember actually. But it, anyway, it ended. It ended. It was two nil, was it? It ended up to uh, yeah. two all, which is the perfect result for us. What you couldn't have asked for much better, really. You don't want any of them winning, do you? <clears throat> Yeah, if you'd have offered anyone 
tombs in three days over Christmas, Stockport, and Borough dropping points. Yeah, he'd have taken that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so we will just have a quick look at the table to see how that sort of uh, sets us up, shall we? Um, so obviously Stockport have played a game extra because of our Forest Green match that needs to be rearranged. Um, uh, so they've got 50 points. We're on 46. Mansfield now crept up into 45 points, but they've played a game less again than us because they had a game earlier in the season. I can't remember who. Well, that wasn't Forest Green as well, was it? They had they had one waterlogged somewhere. Um, I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, Barrow sit fourth, and then there's a little five point gap there, which might get bigger. But that obviously to Notts County, basically Notts County won yesterday, but they'd had that really bad runners fall. I, I, it's amazing that they're still there, given they'd lost four in a row. Three in a row. Oh, okay, three in a row. Um, uh, given given that. Uh, I think that's I think that's amazing. I do that they're still, you know, they've not dropped away further. Four in a row. Thought it was. Uh, oh no, one's in the cup. Uh, what was the cup? One's in the cup. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're still uh, they're still there, still lingering around. Um, uh, and crew lost to Walsall. Crew in bad form at the moment. Lost to Walsall, I think, yesterday. Um, this is uh, one of the teams we'll come on to now. So, uh, yeah, couldn't have asked for much more, really, to be there. Um, I think, uh, you know, like you, you know, if you'd have given that, if you after that MK Dons game at the start of the season, if I'd have said to you at Christmas, we'll be second with a game in hand of four points off top, you'd have snapped their hands off, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And Stockport play Mansfield on New Year's Day. So yeah. someone will drop points there as well. And obviously, and potentially Barrow will. Having to, come, playing. Having, to, <laughs> having to come to the race course, they're potentially going to have to uh, uh, drop. But let's be positive; they're going to have to drop points as well, aren't they? So, uh, which we will discuss in a second. So, uh, anything else to add on the uh, on that that game yesterday, or uh, are you happy with us calling it a utilitarian job done, professional one nil away from home? Everybody's ill. Pray that they all still survive. Exactly. Well, yeah. Play with ten men, two hundred miles away on Boxing Day with an illness. Yeah, take any kind of win. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Right, we'll uh, we'll have a break, and then when we come back, we'll we'll look ahead more to Friday, because um, obviously the New Year's Day one is a bit too far ahead, isn't it? To uh, to sort of look at, but we'll yeah. uh, we'll have a look at that. We've had the best home talent like Joey Jones. And his best made Mickey T. Does my memory is my memory right? Have you got a ticket for Walsall? Your memory's wrong. I haven't oh, got a ticket. Right. I thought you did. It must so... have been, might have been Richie then. Uh, so you're not joining us in Walsall on under the lights on Friday night. Well, I hope I will be. So I'm looking for a ticket. Oh, you want so... a ticket? All right. So if anybody's if anybody's got a ticket point it your way yeah send it to alex yeah. so he can come and join the fun in the uh midlands yeah uh it'll come under that i don't know what county it's in but uh it's there or thereabouts isn't it um, so uh we traveled to walsall first um and what did we say about what what is there to say about walsall form wise they've taken the same they've had the same as us they've had one loss in 
five, but I'm I'm including cup games in in that because obviously we've had uh, that Burton game was uh, was a while ago, so they're not too dissimilar. They've managed to beat North County, um, which is uh, you know you, you, even though they've been in bad form, you've still got to you know you can't be crap and beat them, can you? To be fair, um, so they're roughly uh, roughly there, but they sit sixteenth in the league, but they're just starting to pick up. A little bit of form, and and obviously, two nil they beat Crew at home on uh, when was it Boxing Day? Boxing Day, wasn't it? Um, they've managed to beat Crew, was sixth, um, and that's taken them up to sixteenth. So uh, it looks like they're finding a little bit of form, um, but you know the tables doesn't lie after halfway through, does it? They are sat pretty much middle third of the table. Yeah, won the last three at home, um, including against Crew, who were a decent team, as the table suggests. Um, thought they were very poor when we played them in August. I think it was our second home league game. We beat them 4-1, could have been 4-2, yeah. um, but should have been much more. Um, yeah, I think we should be going there and winning, to be honest. The table doesn't lie, like you say. Um, they're a mid-table team. I think they'll be mid-table at the end of the season. And I think we've got enough to beat them, even with our illness in the camp. So we'd have taken a draw against Swindon, but I think we can go to Walsall and win. Yeah, I mean, on, like you say, on paper, you, you, we should be able to. I guess we've just got this unknown element at the moment in the fact that how bad is this whatever this virus is or this illness, um, the fact that they've sent people home with uh, in separate cars the other night, this group of players that are uh, that have got it, that suggests it's not food poisoning because that wouldn't transmit like that, would it? So it suggests it's a, uh, a sort of neurovirus type of, uh, of virus. Um, so we don't, we don't know how bad that has spread, do we? I mean, they'd have all been in the dressing room together and... Uh, you know, we might be having to send people out who are disappearing to the, this isn't going to laugh here, but this happens sometimes. You have players that have to disappear to the toilet halfway through the first half because they, you know, um, because they, you know, they, they have to play and they need to go to the lab. So um, it could be, uh, it could be all hands on deck. <laughs> we might have Dave Jones playing or something. I don't know. It could be Parky might be at centre half. Yeah. Not all listeners will get this reference, but it's a bit like Tottenham's lasagna incident oh, about 15 years ago. Of a fashion, yeah. So uh, that was last game of the season. Richie would have got that if he was here today. Last game of the season. I think they were battling with Arsenal to get into the Champions League, if memory serves. Is that right? You're nodding your head. And yeah. Tottenham had... I reckon it was three, four, five players that all went down with food poisoning on the day of the game and the rumor i don't know whether this was ever confirmed but the rumor was the hotel that top who did they play was it west ham no i've made that up no it was west ham away it was west ham away and the rumor was that the hotel that they'd stayed in the night before the head chef was an arsenal fan and he poisoned them all wasn't it that was the uh, that was the that was the and it was in the lasagna yeah hence the lasagna gate um so um yeah, I as I said, I think I I don't think it's food poisoning, but then you don't know, do you? Um, so Walsall, we should be. It's not too big a journey 
they're, they've got a bit of form, but you would think our strength would would uh, would out outperform their form, should we call it? Bearing in mind what we know, how do you pick a team for this? How can we predict the team for this? I don't know if we can, can we? Because we don't know who's got the virus. We don't know if Mullins better. We don't. I, I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> Is this the only game we can't pick a team? Can we not pick a team for it or what? I don't think you can. There's too many variables. Too many variables. Yeah, Yeah, there is, uh, you know, uh, numerous players uh, who've potentially got said illness. So we'll be, I'll be, I'll I'll be there um, because we've got tickets eagerly anticipating the team news. Because obviously, I'm sure Park will do some interviews and might say that there's a few back. It'll be generic statements, won't it? Like, there's a, a few of them are back, uh, or a few a few more are out. But he, they, he doesn't give very much away. Um, but I mean, we'll take any. I guess you have to say we'll just take any sort of win, don't you? Uh, and let's get in, get get on, get everybody back for New Year's Day. Just take it. I don't care whether it's by one goal, whether that goal comes in the 90th minute. But if we can, if we can get a win, would you take a point? There's a question. Um, yeah. Given if we the can fact follow that we... up with a win against Barrow, definitely take a point. Okay. Yeah. So there's some. I would context. take four points in the next two games. Yeah. Yeah, and would it matter you which way round they came? Just thinking about, it. does it make? That's... Does it feel any worse? On, I guess you don't know because you don't know. Like if you draw with Barrow. Do you score the equaliser in the third minute of injury time, or do, do they score it, and then that has, so that makes it feel better or worse, doesn't it? So it's hard to say, I suppose. I'd rather beat Barrow and take points off them because they're a yeah. Actually, though. yeah, that is a better way of looking at it. I think yeah. Mm. So if we so four points from two would be the would be the dream, and if we could uh, if we can get you know take more points off uh, off Barrow would be the one. Because this could be a bit close. This on Friday, given the in, given the illness, this could be a bit dicey. And it's away from yeah. home in a busy spell. Exactly. exactly. But if we can get four points, so that's beat Newport, beat Swindon, draw with Warsaw, beat Barrow. I mean, that's a good Christmas. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I agree. Um, and are you predicting that we'll beat Barrow, or what? What's your well, I guess we should oh. look at that a little bit. Obviously, we can't predict team and stuff. We don't know what's going to happen here. But, I mean, we're capable, aren't we? But they are on a good run. They're not mugs. We don't lose at home, do we? Put it Often. that way. No. Often. I mean, yeah. it's two two home league losses under Parkey in two and a half years or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barrow, a tough team. Very tough to play against. They don't concede many. Um, so it won't be the prettiest game on New Year's Day, but we'll still be favourites. And you look at the teams we've beaten at the race course the last two and a half years. If we can beat them, we can beat Barrow. Um, so it'll be tough. It's not going to be a 4-5-0, a which we've seen a few times. It might be another nervy 1-0, but we've got enough to beat them. Yeah, I mean, if the theory is we'll have more players back by then, so I'm confident we'll beat Barrow by a goal. Friday is the unknown element to me because we just don't know who is and who isn't fit. And are we are we at the point where it's spread like wildfire and we've got reserves training with the first team, or are we? Uh, 
is everybody feeling a bit better and uh, you know and, and all of a sudden we've got a full strength side rocking up uh so it's that unknown element in it that uh, that causes the fear the only thing we do know about the um the barrow game is that that cop end will be at full capacity they've confirmed that haven't they um and i'm not sure when those tickets i've forgotten can you remember when those tickets go on sale if they're not already it's 10 o'clock on a date coming up isn't it thursday then i lost track of what day we're on yeah i know i don't it's I saw a tweet last night, and it was about. I put one out as myself about bin day. I don't know what day bin day is this week. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I'm sure. No. I'm sure. I can tell you, I'm on the website now. Give it it might be seconds. tomorrow. It might be tomorrow. It is. Put the hold music on. The elevator music. Do 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 do. I think it was today. Ten a.m. Oh. today it was. Oh, so it's probably sold out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's probably. Oh, you forgot to buy one, haven't you? Uh... I'm on commentary anyway. Oh, is that how you've got away with it? You're on commentary, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Um, Let's sum it up then. Let's wrap it up so that people have still got time to do stuff. So four points from the next two games we'll be happy with realistically, won't we? Um, uh, we'll still be uh, right on Stockport's heels um, and some big games coming up for them as well. So uh, like you say, Mansfield, was it? So uh, so that we're gonna, yeah. we're, this is the time of year you sort the men from the boys, isn't it? Um, so in theory, when we come back... Um, I'm just going to get me days right here. Um, so let's just, uh, uh, we'll potentially, well, one, it'll be New Year, so Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, but secondly, the transfer window will be open. So we'll have a lot more gossip and rumour and news. Maybe we'll know more, maybe we'll know less. But we will, uh, one thing we will know is it'll be 20, it'll be another promotion year. It will be. And the first promotion. game of the year is again. Well, second game is against Shrewsbury as well. So oh, I will have that. What a what a game is that is to. I actually, um, um, I know a Shrewsbury fan very well, but when I invited her on, she wasn't. Uh, she was a bit timid. She was a bit. Oh, so I think I think basically they're running scared. Um, I think is uh, I think is what what's happening. Um, but I did speak to oh, I'm just looking through my messages now. Can't find them. Uh, but I will find them. We have I have got a Shrewsbury fan lined up to come and uh, to come and talk to preview the game. Um, so we can look ahead to that. And I will try again just to see if we can uh, you know because just try try again see if I can get. Uh, Get Gemma on, but we'll uh, we'll see how we go. But yeah, so that's something to look forward to. FA Cup, basically that first uh, that second weekend or whatever it is. Technically, it's the second one, I guess, in the, in the new year. So yeah, we'll wrap it up there. You can go and watch your beloved Everton. <laughs> Not my beloved Everton. Just uh, a ticket I managed to get hold of, and should be a good atmosphere. Who are they playing? I've forgotten. Man City. Man City. Uh... City by a couple. Everton in good form, but I think Everton have got a good chance. Getting really points. Good chance. Okay. Draw or a win, yeah. All right, okay, if you say so. Uh, right, well, a safe journey. Enjoy that. Uh, we'll say Happy New Year again to everybody, and we'll see everybody back in 2024 with four points from six games. From four points from the next six, at least, to be nice, wouldn't it? 
Happy with four, over the moon with six. All right, mate. Right. Back in the football league 